0: Welcome to the Small Scale Life Podcast. Welcome to the Small Scale Life Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Dahmers. This is Season 2, episode 23 of the Small Scale Life Podcast, and today we're going to talk about the Fall Garden. How are things going? What's happening with the new seedlings? Well, if you follow Small Scale Life on Instagram or Facebook, you already have a clue about what's been going on exactly in the garden. As a gardener, I have to tell you, it isn't always smooth sailing. In this episode, I will talk about the new seedlings and some serious garden pests who have made a mess of the fall garden. In case you're new to Small Scale Life, we are dedicated to intentional living through learning, doing, and growing. We are focused on gardening, healthy living, and having adventures along the way. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Pinterest, and of course, smallscalelife.com. Find us and follow us today. Before we begin, let's hear from some friends of Small Scale Life. Hey, everybody, just wanted to remind you about the Small Scale Life Facebook group. This group will give you a backstage pass and access to other members of the Small Scale Life community. We'll discuss gardening, healthy lifestyle, frugal living, and having adventures along the way. This is also your chance to see what's coming up on Small Scale Life. See some content not shared on the blog and ask questions of future guests. Join Small Scale Life's Facebook group today. Local blogger, podcaster, and author Aaron Clary has published a new book called Poor Richard's Retirement, Retirement for Everyday Americans. Make retirement infinitely easier and life happier by Poor Richard's Retirement today to learn more. Welcome to October. We've gotten over two inches of rain here in Minnesota. And while the rain barrel is completely full, which is great, and the garden absorbed all that water, I know friends of ours, like Yellow Hutch Farm, up north of Cambridge, Minnesota, they're dealing with about three inches of rain, and they had water all over their farm. At least the one good thing is they can see where they need to put in swales and need to direct water in the future, but that's still a lot of water to deal with. So good luck to them up there. Fight the good fight folks. And, uh, you know, so beyond just dealing with the massive rainstorms we've been having, we've been fighting pests in the garden as well. Just as a little, uh, spoiler alert, I just got in from picking off about two dozen slugs off plants and off the sides of the garden beds and, and from the garden bed itself. So yeah, it's been interesting you know, even with these challenges, the plants are growing and producing. And hey, I don't have to water this week, right? So as the harvest moon rises in the east tonight, I thought it was it would be great to do another fall garden update. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about going on pest patrol like I did tonight. So grab your rubber boots, get your flashlights and follow me out in the garden. So about two weeks ago, on uh, episode two, uh, season two, episode twenty-one, I took uh, I took I talked about taking the seedlings out of the trays and planting them into the square foot garden beds. I was pretty hopeful at that point. Uh, I planted almost all of the sugar snap peas into the western garden bed. I made a nice long row across the entire length of the bed, and I posted some pictures on Instagram showing those. I was pretty I was pretty excited about it. Um, you know, Julie really loves sugar snap peas. so I thought, man, with this many Sugar snap peas in the ground. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get something, and it's gonna be great. And I spaced them about every two or three inches. They looked really healthy. I knew that I was gonna need to install a simple trellis system, and I I designed it. Um, you know, just kind of like the other trellis system I've got. I was gonna use two two by fours, uh, probably about six feet tall, and screw them into the side of the garden bed, and then screw in some conduit or attach some conduit uh, running to bo- between both of the 2x4s. Then I was going to take some fencing and some zip ties and uh, attach the, the fencing to the conduit and have it positioned so both rows of the sugar snap peas would grab onto that fencing. And it was a real simple trellis. Um, You know, as a sugar snap pea starts to grow, they send out little tendrils, kind of like a squash, like a a cucumber or or bush beans. So that's that's how those would trellis uh, use the fencing as a trellis. Unfortunately, that plan has been delayed a little bit due to some unwelcome visitors to the garden, and I've already talked about one of them. So let's talk about the other unwelcome garden. Tests here in a minute. So uh, I also took the the green bush beans and planted them into the eastern bed. They completely filled that open area that I had pretty much all season, right in front of the compost tomatoes. So I've had a probably about a two by four foot area that was relatively open. I do have the basil plants in one corner of that, so it's not quite two feet by four feet, but uh, it was a big, wide open area and. Um, I put all the green beans in there. They're bush beans, so um, they should have done fine. They should do fine. So two two weeks later, they look pretty good. Um, there is some leaf damage from some of those slugs and, uh, and then some, from some other pests as well. Uh, I do have some, I guess I'll call them reserve fall crops that haven't been planted into the garden beds yet. Uh, I've got some lettuce, I've got that spinach, and then I've got uh, I got a few sugar snap peas that are left over, and uh, they're all growing happily in the seed trays. There are no garden pests messing with them. Um, once I saw some things happening in the garden, I grabbed my seeds and I started to pre-soak some sugar snap pea seeds. Um, basically put them in some water and leave them overnight, uh, less than 24 hours just for, um, leave them overnight and they'll, uh, they'll get some extra water and they'll be ready to be planted in the morning. So, uh, I planted the three quarters of the tray this week. I figured if we have a mild fall, which, which has happened, um, I'll, I might get some new seedlings down in that garden bed and, and, uh, maybe get some sugar snap peas before the hard freeze um the sugar snap peas will do okay with some frost uh but we will get a hard freeze here and and once that happens then all bets are off so time will tell if this works or not we'll find out if we have a mild fall i've got my fingers crossed I'm, i've got my finger fingers crossed that uh we're going to get something out of the uh out of the sugar snap peas so um Yeah, in previous garden updates, I did mention the number of rabbits in this neighborhood, and they're like bloody Terminators. They seem to have an insatiable hunger, and they will not be denied. Uh, That hunger has driven them to chew through the plastic fencing that was around protecting each of the garden beds. I've seen this this flimsy plastic fencing at Walmart, and... It doesn't hold. It doesn't hold up to the uh, to the Terminator rabbits. They just chew right through it. Seriously, they ate through the plastic fencing. What are you gonna do? You know. So um, earlier in the season, I repaired the holes by using chicken wire and zip ties. So I would cut out a piece of chicken wire that was the size of the hole and zip tie it into place. But man, the rabbits would not would not be denied. They chewed new holes and got into the beds and. In one of the earlier videos, or I think the last garden garden update video I showed, uh, or even the one for this one, I showed how much foot traffic was in the garden bed. I mean, you could tell that the squirrels and the rabbits had been visiting uh, in there and just loving it. So, you know... Earlier in the season, it wasn't a big deal to lose a couple pepper leaves. You know, they chew on the stems a little bit, you know, do some pruning. It wasn't a big deal. They did chew down one pepper plant, um, which did make me kind of mad and made me repair the fencing. But losing a few pepper leaves is nothing compared to eating down all of the sugar snap peas. And almost every sugar snap pea has some damage, seriously. Uh, In the course of a week, they grazed over the peas every night, and my nice two healthy rows of peas turned into just a few plants on the edges of the west garden bed. So right in that big, again, the main 2 by 4 piece, I have the picture posted there of the before when I first planted them and how green everything looked, how great they looked. And then just a couple days ago, where there is nothing but little stubble in that two by four, the main two by four area of that garden bed. So, yeah, I had every two a uh, peas every two or three inches. Now I don't have much of anything in the middle there. I've just got the stubble. I wanted to salvage some peas this fall, uh, so I went ahead and I just I got mad and I I pulled that. Flimsy plastic fencing off of Garden Bed West. I wanted to beef up the stakes that were supporting the fencing, you know, give it a two by four, and then also install that trellis. Uh, But I was running out of time. It was getting towards the end of the day. I was losing, uh, it was. I was losing light. So I ripped out that flimsy fencing. I was going to, I put in good old fashioned chicken wire and I was, I did not replace the stakes. I just used what I had. I used all the materials there using resources wisely, right? I, um, I attached the chicken wire to the stakes with zip ties and this chicken wire is taller than the plastic fencing. I don't think the rabbits are going to be able to chew through that. If they do, they truly are terminators and it should provide some protection against these, the fury, the furry menace. <laughs> so I haven't seen any rabbits in there. The whatever piece I've got, the damage has stabilized at least from those critters. But I do have some other critters that are just driving me crazy. And during the project, during the fence replacement project, the light was fading. I was working on the fencing. I was, I was hustling. And I was unrolling the fencing around the garden and attaching it to the wood, the wooden stakes. So as the sun started to set, I began to notice that there was some movement. I mean, not very quick movement. It was slow movement near the edge of the, on the lower edges of these garden beds of the of the west bed, especially around this one stake. And I have a picture. I have a picture of it there in the post. So go to smallscalelife.com. You'll see the picture of what I was talking about. Uh, as these little balls of snot came slowly slinking out of this of this dark corner uh, where the stake met the board, and and also where the stake met the ground, and I bent down and took a look, and oh man, it confirmed it. I have a slug problem right there. There were about four slugs, and they were coming out to feast on the garden. So, yeah. It's not pleasant, and slugs are just nasty. So slugs will feed on leaves of plants, and they'll also get into your ripening fruit. They love tomatoes, and if you see holes in your tomatoes, those are most likely slugs drilling in there. Um, you know, I've noticed some of the damage on the basil leaves. I've seen some of the damage on tomatoes, and I've seen that a couple peppers had some holes drilled into them, but... I don't know. I just kept doing my thing. I thought, no big deal. Um, not going to worry about it. You know, it's, it, the damage isn't that bad. But having dealt with gardens in my, it, uh, dealt with slugs in the gardens in St. Louis Park before, I know I should have known what the signs were. I should have done something about it because slugs will create a lot of damage if, if left unchecked. So when I finished the fencing project, I threw the plastic fencing away, got that rid of that stuff, and went back to the garden. I grabbed a red Solo cup and just began picking off the slugs one at a time and just with my bare hand grabbing those little balls of snot and throwing them into the red Solo cup. I collected about 20 slugs. I grabbed a beer and um, drowned my sorrows and drowned them in some beer. Not that I drank the slugs. Ugh, that'd be nasty. But uh, I gave them a little drink. So those slugs didn't last long. So the battle isn't over by any stretch of the imagination. I, like I said at the beginning of this post, in the beginning of the article, I was just out picking off 24 slugs off the garden beds, Some of the slugs were coming up the sides of the beds. They were on the soil of the beds. I also pulled some of the slugs off the sugar snap peas and the green beans. It's just, they're just disgusting. They're just disgusting balls of slime. And, uh, unfortunately the, well, unfortunately for them, uh, they met the same fate as their brothers and sisters from about a week ago. So yeah, it's just disgusting. They're nasty and they will damage your plants. So really you need to go after them and you can there's different ways you can do it i've tried beer traps that's one way didn't work for me um i've resorted to picking them off by hand and then using sluggo it's a product you can buy uh you know, put it around your plants and that should help with the slug problem over time this isn't a one time shot and you're done this is a this is a battle over time and really, if you can find, you know eliminate as many slugs as possible before they lay eggs, that's the best best way to go because you'll just over time get rid of them. And they'll do some damage. I, I was looking at some of the other plants, and I should have seen it before. There's some hostas that are uh, just a little to the east of the eastern garden bed, and those are just pockmarked from the slugs. So there is a big slug problem in this yard and in this garden, and it's just going to take time to attack and to solve. As for the other plants in the garden, uh, we continue to produce fruit, which is great. Um, I was really excited to see that the early treat tomato plants are loaded with new tomatoes. I, did, I thought they were one and done, and I didn't really think they would do much else. They just didn't show having much sign of... Of producing more, but man, they are loaded with tomatoes, so I'm really excited about that. The cherry tomato plants continue to produce as well. I've got some uh, tomatoes I got to pick off there, and I do have the early or the uh, hybrid slicer. These are all burpee products except for the cherry tomatoes, those were my own. But the uh, hybrid slicer, they've got some big tomatoes that are starting to ripen up, so I'm pretty excited about that. I'm pretty pleased about that. I'm also very pleased with the red peppers in the garden, um, green peppers as well, but, mo- but really the red bell peppers have done really well this year. They've been getting really big, especially with these rains, and uh, and there's quite a few of them. So I'm waiting for them to turn red, and I'll pick those, um, but uh, it's pretty exciting to get get some good production out of those plants and the basil has really grown since I harvest the last, uh, harvested it last time. So it's long overdue to get those, uh, to take some more basil before, before the end of the season. But it is true what I said in my video, you start taking some of this basil, it'll get really bushy. You'll get more basil. So don't be afraid to prune that stuff. That is, that is the way to go. And, uh, you will get a lot of basil in, from just a couple plants over the season. Um, the compost plants are chugging along. The tomatoes are showing buds. We'll see if they bear fruit before the first frost. I mean, our first frost here in zone four B in Minnesota can be October 10th. So we are running out of time. Um, I have my doubts they're going to have anything before the first frost, but we'll see. And the melon plants are showing some buds. I do have another small melon, uh, starting to grow on one of the vines, uh, I've never grown melons before and it was surprised to me that I even have them. Um <laughs> the compost was kind of a mystery bag. You just never know what you're going to get. But uh we'll see if anything happens. Um I do have that one melon on the vine. Um I don't know if if it's even any good. So I have my doubts on anything mature getting anything out of those melon plants. I'm just it's just kind of nice to have them growing and get the experience of growing something something like that. I doubt I'll get anything substantial that will eat off of those melon plants from the compost pile. So in the last Garden Update podcast, I talked about building a wicking bed. That was going to be a big project that I was taking on Um you know, sitting back and kind of looking at the time I've got here uh before the first frost, time left in the season. Next weekend I'm going to Hogtoberfest. Uh not this weekend coming up, but in uh, uh the middle of the month I'm going to Hogtoberfest. Um I'm just gonna have to put this project on hold till the spring. I just I don't have the time. And part of the other problem is that uh all my power tools, my saw, my uh, other, some of my other good power tools and other tools are in storage and they are buried in the storage locker. I don't even know, you know, it was such a blur when we packed that thing. I don't even know where some of those materials are, so where some of those tools are. Um, you know, I was going to put the seedlings I've got left, those reserve seedlings in there. Uh, the sugar snap peas, I might drop those back into the garden bed to fill out the uh the fill out the two roll, rows and that'll force me to build that trellis um but i was going to put some of the sugar snap peas the lettuce and the spinach into that wicking bed i think i'll get a container for the lettuce and spinach and just drop it in there um and i was even thinking about maybe putting up a quick uh, vertical garden getting a gutter and throwing the spinach and lettuce in there just to to test that out um the they're just there just isn't time to build this wicking bed and really see how it works. So don't worry. I am going to build that project. We are going to do this, uh, project. We're just going to have to wait a little bit longer. We're just out of, we're out of runway. We're out of time here in the upper Midwest. And, um, we'll just have to wait on that. Um, other projects, other next steps I've got, I do have to replace the fence around Garden Bed East. That'll be fairly quick, and I need to install that trellis on Garden Bed West. I need to get a container and fill it with good soil for the lettuce and spinach, and I need to put the sugar snap peas down in Garden Bed now that we've seemed to be stable, to have stabilized the furry rodent terminators that were, uh, were taking out all my sugar snap peas. So I can I can complete these projects, uh, given the limited power tools and equipment I've got, and the limited time as well. We'll just wait on that wicking bed. Uh, I still need to get over to the farmers market and pick up supplies to make salsa and some other goodies. The season is almost over, so I need to get my butt in gear and get over there and get these last projects done. Uh, I did benefit. My mom brought me a care package. Woohoo! Thanks, mom. Uh, some tomatoes from northern Wisconsin, and this is these are plants that I had started from seeds. So it's great to see them bear fruit. And uh, and get them back again. So I'll make some salsa and some sauce out of those. I do need to add some more tomatoes to that to really get a nice healthy uh, batch of salsa. But I got to do that um, in the next few days. I've got a lot of ripe tomatoes to deal with before they go bad. So that's that's what I'll be doing. So now it's your turn. How are how are you? How is your garden doing? How what are you up to? What uh, what do you have left to do this season? Do you have anything growing? Is are you getting harvest from your, from your garden, let me know. I would really be interested to hear how things are going. I started that discussion over on the small scale life Facebook group. I've gotten some good feedback from people. Um, thanks for, thanks. You know who you are for responding to my question about that and, uh, sharing your pictures and your stories. It's been great. I really do appreciate that. Um, And that's about it. This is a relatively quick podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Please share this podcast with others and leave a review on iTunes. We are on iTunes Stitcher. Uh, I do have a video on YouTube that accompanies this, uh, this podcast. And, and of course the, the blog post over on small scale life, it has pictures of all of these different things. So go there. If you are on iTunes or Stitcher or some other medium listening to this podcast, go to smallscale life.com. You'll see pictures of what I was talking about, what I'm talking about with the damage from the slugs, the damage from the, from the rabbits, the, uh, and pictures of the garden. It's always great to see that kind of stuff. Um, if you have any questions or comments, or want to tell your story, send them over to me through con- the contact us forum on smallscalelife.com. Uh, you can also leave a comment here at smallscalelife.com, or on YouTube, or 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 on Facebook. You know, wherever you want. Feel free to leave comments on this episode. Feel free to share this with your friends and your family. It's uh, it's. Sometimes you, in conversations with folks, you talk about, you know, how did you deal with X? How did you deal with slugs? How did you deal with the rabbits? Well, you can maybe share this podcast and say, hey, here, here's how this guy dealt with them. Maybe you want to try this. So uh, feel free to share share the podcast. So what's coming up next? Um, we do have I have a great interview with uh, a guy named Michael Bell down in. Um, down in Dallas, and he has started his own market garden on a half acre, and we talk about starting up a market garden, an urban farm, if you will, and what he did, how he did it, what are some of the challenges he faced, um, especially starting in a virgin piece of soil with no water. (laughs) How do you start an urban farm like that? And what is his business model? Who is he selling to and how does he do it? So check that out. I'm going to try to get that podcast up tomorrow. Uh, We're also going to talk about a new friend of Small Scale Life, our Australian weed weedflame friends down there australianweedflamer.com i think is their is their website but uh, i'll have i'll have a post about that great folks down there and we've been having a lot of great conversations about things um through instagram so thumbs up on instagram and he's also um a member of the six figure grind, uh, mastermind group. So if you want to know more, more information about that, let me know. So I'll have a post dedicated to that. We'll have some, uh, we'll tell you about that. Those folks in the next podcast, um, Uh, under the Friends of the Small Scale Life uh, section. So thank you again for tuning into Small Scale Life. We do appreciate every one of you. Seriously, thank you for listening. We do appreciate you. This is Tom from Small Scale Life. Remember to learn, do, and grow. Have a great fall. Be watching for those leaves changing. They're starting. And uh, we'll see you really soon. Thanks, everybody.